to us from your word today and truly minister to us so that we can receive all that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. What I like doing these days is, is to speak prophetically from God's word so that I see what God is saying in your life and in my life. If it's not happening in your life, and if it's not happening in my life, we're wasting our time. But there is a God. Amen? And God is. I've been persuaded about this since in the early 70s. There is a God, and he's at work in our lives. And he wants to minister to you. He wants to be good to you. That's how he manifests his glory. When he is good to you and he blesses you. But we have to be open to receive from him. We have to trust him that he is good and that he wants to bless us. That honors him. And when we honor him, he honors us. Everyone who honors God, he honors. And the best way to honor God is not to plead or beg or hang your head down. The best way to honor God is just to accept what he says. Like a child. Just like a child. He said that? Yeah, that's good. I believe it. When you do that, you honor him. That's why Jesus said, and unless you are converted and become as a child, you have no part. You cannot enter into the kingdom of God. In other words, you can't enjoy the benefits of the kingdom of God. So you just accept his word. Now, when God says, I will, what he is saying, when God says, I will, and then he tells you what he is going to do, that is his will for your life. And a lot of people want to know what God's will is for their life. When, when you read in the scriptures, wherever you're reading, that's your Bible. When God says, I will, what he's actually saying is, I will this for your life. So whatever God says, I'm going to do, that is his perfect will for your life. And if you accept it, then you reap the benefit of what he says. Amen? And so, how many can use showers of blessing? Amen. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessing. That's what I believe God wants for the Ark Fellowship this year. And please don't limit it to finances. There are people who have a lot of money. They are not blessed. Just because you're rich doesn't mean you're blessed. But if you are blessed, you will be rich. Amen. Because the blessings of the Lord makes one rich. So God wants to bless your life with showers of blessing. That is his will. So we'll be talking about showers of blessing. This will be the second part of this message. And I believe I'll continue next week. Because I want to share some principles with you from the word of God that don't fail. These principles will never fail. They are as good as the law of gravity. These principles are as good as the law of gravity. They will work every time. And they work for anyone, everyone. You can't defy the law of gravity and make it. <laughs> so are the principles, spiritual principles in God's word. When you flow with the principles of God's word, the word will make you. 
the same word that created the universe. If you flow with that word, there is no way you won't have a beautiful life on this earth. It may not be overnight, but God will build you up and make your life a showcase for the world. So if you read in Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 26, God says, I will make them, that's you, I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. Amen. I will. That means you haven't been made yet. But God is saying, I will make them. That's the children of God. Every one of you here this morning, God is saying, I will make them and the places all around my hill. A blessing. What is he talking about? His hill is his holy hill. Where his name is honored. Where he is worshipped. You can't find any hill today, but this is the hill of God. Let's go stay around it so we can be blessed. No. The house of God, the ark fellowship as it is today, this is his, his hill. And God said... <laughs> So those of the Ark Fellowship, if your heart is truly connected with God, what God is doing here, God is saying in his word, and we need to understand God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He stands by his word. And when you represent, when he's chosen somebody to represent him, he is watching his word to perform his word. If the people will receive. Many times we come to church, we're not expecting anything. All we want to do is hear a good sermon. So we say, that was good. One man said, well, I just go to that church just to hear this sermon. I like the way he teaches. Well, all he gets is teaching because he's not connecting with what God is doing. You have to connect. I will make them and the hill and the, and the places all around is here. A blessing. God said, and I will cause shower of blessing to come down in their season. I will make them a blessing, but how am I going to do this? I will cause showers of blessing. I will cause showers to come down in their season. Yeah shall be showers of blessing. Amen. For everyone, for everyone who is a part, there will be showers of blessing upon your life. Because God has spoken it. If you hang around the hill of God, where the ministry is going and forth, and you are involved, you are a candidate, he's going to bless the place, and all around the place, and you, he will make you a blessing by causing his shower to come upon your life in his season. In their season, that's what he said. There shall be showers of blessings upon your life in Jesus' name. There shall be showers of blessings. The showers come in his season. In their season. But I believe that the Bible says today 
now is the season. For the Ark Fellowship, we've been waiting long enough. He's brought us in here. The season has come. The season has come. Second Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. God says, in an acceptable time, I heard you. In the day of salvation, I helped you. And God says, behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. Now, I'd like you to put this scripture up for me. Psalm 102, beginning from verse 13. God is talking about the season, the time. And I believe the time is here for the people of the Ark Fellowship. The time is here. He says, you will arise and have mercy on Zion. When I use the word Zion, Zion is the Ark Fellowship. Amen. That's where God is working today. And everywhere his name is being called, God is at work among his people. He will arise and have mercy on Zion. For the time to favor her, yes, the set time has come. This is the set time because, why is God going to do that? Because your servants, how many servants of God do we have here today? Your servants take pleasure in our stones. And they show favor to our dust. Why the dust? Not dust. What people, what God is doing with the art fellowship. We are not, right now as we're speaking, we have people at, at, uh, in Calvert and they are ministering there. We have, we have members now in Calvert that I call over the weekend and say, what's going on there? Can we come in and evangelize? He says, no, uh, it's raining. But I'm going out. I'm going to get two people more for church this morning. Amen. So right now we have members of our church in Calvert. And if you are connected to what God is doing, you have shown pleasure to our stones. And so you are a candidate for God's blessing. God will arise and have mercy on Zion because the set time has come. The people, the servants of God take pleasure in our stones and they show favor to our dust. He says, so the nations shall fear the name of the Lord. But why will they fear? And all and the kings, and all the kings, your glory. I need to stop there a little bit. When God blesses you, the people notice. And they fear the name of the Lord. Because God's glory is manifested when he shows you favor and he blesses you. When God blesses you, he's manifesting his glory. And when people see, they fear and they turn to him. So it's good for God for you to receive God's blessings because that's the manifestation of his glory upon your life when he blesses you. He says, so the nations shall fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth, your glory. For the Lord himself will bless us according to his word. All the kings of the earth will see that God is at work for in your life. He says, for the Lord himself will build up Zion 
There's the ark fellowship. He shall appear in his glory. When he builds you up, that's when he's appearing in his glory. The Lord himself will build Zion. Build up Zion. Build you up to make you what God wants you to be. He shall appear in his glory. That's how they fear the name of the Lord. You know, in John chapter 2, verse 11, it says, This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory. And his disciples believed in him. Can we have that scripture? Say, this beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory. What are we talking about? They were out of wine. Can you, if you are having a party, think about what happened here. Jesus was invited, and I'm coming with a message on that. Jesus was invited to this party, a wedding feast. And they ran out of wine. Now, if you are having a feast and you run out of wine and people leave early because you have no wine, that's shame for that family, right? And so Jesus delivered them from their shame by turning water into wine. God will deliver you from everything that's causing shame in your life today in Jesus' name. He delivered them. And so that was the beginning of miracles that Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and he manifested his glory. So his glory is manifested when he does a miracle in your life. And he causes people to believe. So when he blesses you, that's his glory revealed. So there shall be showers of blessing. This is the year of fruitfulness in the Ark Fellowship. God will bless every family that's a part of the Ark Fellowship. You know why I'm doing this? Because when I speak it, he watches his word to perform it. And I'm going to see it. Before the end of this year, it's already happening. I'm hearing people, uh, they are telling me things are coming at them. Uh, they got this job. They, they, now the, the salary that they have this time is much better than what they've ever had. And they're happy about it. And as they step forward to go into it, more coming. And these ones are even better than the first one. And now they say, I'm confused. I don't know what to do. Showers of blessing. It's already happening. I know of two instances in our church right now. And God is beginning to work among his people. The thing is for people to connect with what God is doing. You know, the showers of blessings God promises have resolved. I want to share with you things that follow showers of blessings. When God pours his showers of blessing into your life, things that follow, Exodus chapter 34, verse 27, beginning from verse 27, it says, Then the trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and the earth shall yield their increase. They shall be safe in the land, and they shall know that I am the Lord when I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them from the hands of those who enslaved them. And they shall no longer be a prey for the nations, nor shall beasts of the land devour them. 
but they shall dwell safely and no one shall make them afraid. I will raise up, that's the same chapter, Ezekiel chapter 34. We're going from 26 to 27 and going down. No one shall make them afraid. He says, I will raise up for them a, gar- a garden of renown. And they shall no longer be consumed with hunger in the land. Nor bear the shame, so shame is a key word, no shame for your life. When you can't pay your bills, there's a lot of shame to that. When the creditors keep calling, it's painful to listen to them. And when they call the place of your job to get their money, that's even worse. It embarrasses you. But God says you will no longer bear the shame that the Gentiles bear. No more. And why? It says, thus they shall know that I am the Lord. The Lord their God, I'm with them. And they, the people of the Ark Fellowship, can you allow me to put that in? <laughs> Yes. They, the house of Israel, the people of the Ark Fellowship, they are my people, says the Lord. When God does these things, he wants you to know that he's with you. He wants them also to know that he's with you, that you are his showcase. We serve a good God. That's why Jesus said, I came that they might have life and that they might have it, what, more abundantly. I want that abundant life that he brought. I don't want to be shortchanged on that, changed on that before I get up to heaven. I got to experience it here. And God is willing. That is what I will. And I told you, before this, there must be three things, that, two other things that must be in place. First of all, there must be the shepherd. The shepherd must be in place. Verse 23, Ezekiel 34, verse 23 says, I will establish one shepherd for them, and he shall feed them. And verse 26, he talks, God says, I will make for them a covenant of peace and cause the evil beast or the wild beast to cease from the land. So you are not devoured. You dwell in safety. So the, the shepherd has to be in place. The covenant has to be in place. And then the blessings. I'm coming to that later. These things are very important. You have to walk according to God's order. Otherwise, you will never receive the blessing. It's so important. You get out of it. You can pray all you want. You're not getting anything. You don't understand order. And God says, let everything be done decently and in order. We've got to be in order. So there are these manifestations of God's showers in your life. The first one is fruitfulness. And in verse 27 it says, The trees of the field shall yield their fruit. That's fruitfulness. The trees of the field shall yield their fruit, and the earth shall yield an increase. What is God saying? Because you have showers of blessings upon your life. 
everything that you do will bring fruit. So this is a year of fruitfulness. You will receive fruit. The earth is supposed to bring up, God is talking back to the Garden of Eden when he spoke to Adam and Eve. He's saying the earth is supposed to bring out something for you to enjoy. And when you follow God, God will cause the earth to bring an increase so that you can enjoy. Because the showers of blessings are upon your life. No matter what you do, your business will prosper. Whatever you set your hand to do will prosper. Your ministry will prosper. Your home will be blessed. There will be fruitfulness. If you don't have a child, you need a child, you have one. Because the earth shall yield an increase in this time when God sends down showers of blessings. And God said, there shall be showers of blessings. No doubt about it. There shall be showers of blessings. And then you dwell safely. That's security. You are secure in what God is doing in your life. They shall be safe in the land. That's what God says. See in verse 27. They shall be safe in the land. It doesn't matter what's happening with the United States. It doesn't matter whether their economy is turning upside down. When the showers of blessings come upon your life, you are secure. Amen. You cannot be in want. That's why we need the shepherd. The Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It doesn't matter what's happening with the world. If God is pouring out his showers of blessings upon your life, he will find a way to feed you in the wilderness. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. So they shall not want. And the third thing, the showers of blessing, uh, they are the anointing that breaks the yoke. The yoke destroying anointing. God said, and they shall know that I am the Lord. They shall know that I am the Lord. How when I have broken the bands of the yoke from them. When I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them from the hands of those who enslaved them. So the showers of blessing, they are a yoke-breaking anointing upon your life. That means no one can enslave you. No one can bring you into slavery. The number one slave master is sin. When Satan can hold you down in sin... And bring sin upon your life. He's got you. And God's going to break that yoke upon your life this morning. No addiction. None of those things in your life today. In the name of Jesus. If you're having to struggle with addiction. Today the showers of blessings will come upon your life. And that yoke breaking anointing will destroy that yoke of bondage in your life. Now Romans chapter chapter 6. I believe verse 17 tells us this. He said, but God be thanked. 
verse 17 and 18. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, but you obeyed from the heart. Say that with me. From the heart. You obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine that was delivered you. And being set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. Amen. Say it with me. I'm a slave of righteousness. I'm a slave of righteousness. I wish you all fully understand what that means. When you are a slave of righteousness, and righteousness is reigning in your life, no devil can take you on. That's why the Bible says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, he says, thou shalt condemn. This is the inheritance, the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And God said, and their righteousness is on me. When God gives you righteousness, no one can take you on. It's not yours. He gave it to you. When he breaks the yoke of sin in your life and gives you righteousness and you are righteous before him, that's your hiding place. No one can touch you. And because you are righteous, God fills and blesses you, fills you with all goodness. He surrounds the the righteous with favor as a shield. He surrounds the righteous with favor as a shield. Everywhere you go, favor. Everywhere you go, favor. That's the showers of blessings upon your life. Favor. When God gives you righteousness, when the, right, the showers of blessings come upon your life, that shower of blessing, that, that big wave of shower coming from the Lord will drown every sin in your life and open the door for great blessing in your life. You are his children and God loves his children. And wants to provide for his children. He wants to take care of us. God says I will break the, bo- the bands of the, of the yoke. The bands of their yoke. He'll break them. And deliver them from everyone that enslaved them. So that you can have freedom. Freedom from the slavery of poverty. Freedom from the sa- slavery of sickness and disease. That's what God says in his word. We must accept the word of God and stay with the word. Because that's how God will bless us as we move forward in his word. God promised. He says, and they shall no longer be praying for the nations. Nor shall beasts of the land devour them. But they shall dwell safely. The beast of the land. What is he talking about? Lions and all of that? Yeah. Things that's devouring your finances. The showers of blessings will drown them. Amen. Things that are trying to destroy your marriage. The showers of blessings will drown them. These are the beasts causing you so much trouble in your life. God says the showers of blessing will destroy all of those things from your life. 
It says, no one shall cause them to be afraid. No fear. Meaning, nothing will happen in your life that's going to bring fear to you. Now, Satan will attempt. Amen. He will simulate things. Difficult things will come into your life. And he'll tell you, it's over. You're going down this time. You've tried this Jesus you're hanging. It's not going to help you. You've got so much trouble. But the Bible says, when the showers of blessings are upon your life, you have no reason to be afraid. Because God is with you. He's going to take care of you. The showers of blessings will drown every problem that Satan throws upon your life. It will drown it. And the last part, the one I really like, God said he was going to make for them, he's going to plant for them a garden of renown. And because of this garden, the people of God will never suffer hunger again. No longer will they be consumed with hunger in the land. Because God is planting a garden in your life through the showers of blessing, a garden of renown. What that's saying is like the garden of Eden. No want. And God's promising that to his people. No want. That's the garden of greatness. God is not depending on your resources. He is saying, I will plant for them. He is going to make that garden. He will plant it there for you. And it's a a garden of greatness. Amen. That's why it's called the garden of renown. Because God wants you to be great. And you're not supposed to look at anybody else. God wants you great. I will raise up for them, God says, a garden of renown. And they shall no longer hunger, be consumed with hunger in the land. No, bear the shame of the Gentiles. Does God mean what he's saying? Certainly he does mean that. And they all come through the showers of blessing. If we believe that from our heart. But let me take you to something else that is so important. Why I'm bringing this message to you. Showers of blessing are as a result of divine visitation. Showers of blessing. Not for everybody. They come as a result of divine visitation. And I'm going to share with you the different ways that you can have in your life divine visitation. Blessings always accompany divine visitation. If God visits you in peace, Anytime God visits you in peace, in whatever form, which I'm going to be talking about, when God leaves, he leaves behind showers of blessing. Nobody can bring you down. He does. So, we have to desire in our heart to have divine visitations from, from the Lord. That's how he brings his blessings 
into our lives. Let me share this scripture with you, what God does for divine visitation when God sends and God ministers to you. Acts chapter 3 verse 26, it says, for you, for, it says to you first, God, having raised up his servant, Jesus, sent him to what? To bless you. When he comes into your life to meet with you, Jesus is always sent to you to do what? To bless you. To bless you. To bless you. To you first, that's to the Jews. To you first, that means there's a place for me. Amen? There's a place for me. To you first, God having raised up his, son, his servant Jesus sent him to bless you in turning every one of you from your iniquities. That's what we talked about the righteousness. When Jesus visited the earth, came through Mary, he came to bless us. The angels cried. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth and what? Goodwill to his men. When God visits you, he comes only to live with you a blessing. If there's anything happening in your life that's not good, God has nothing to do with it. God didn't send it. He sent his son to you. He gave his son to you. Every individual is that important. If you take it to heart, Jesus was sent to you. If you were the only man on the earth, God would have sent his son to you. But he sent his son for one purpose, to bless you. To bless you. Every divine visitation is accompanied with blessings. God visited with Abraham. You remember that? In Genesis chapter 12, God visited with Abraham. He said, come out from among your people to a land that I will show you. And I will what? I will bless you. I will bless you. I will make you a blessing. I will make your name great. That's when God visited with him. In the beginning, after God created Adam and Eve, God visited with them. His first visit was a time of blessing. And he said, and the Lord blessed them. And said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Amen. Subdue it. When God visits with you, he leaves a blessing. So every believer must desire divine visitation. When God visits you, your life is changed. Amen. Amen. Today I can see God's visitation in 2000 right before my eyes. My wife and Angela will tell you. We woke up this morning and I told Angela, God gave me two scriptures. You remember that? And I went and I read them. And I was like, what is going on? 
And we were both baffled by it. That was God's calling for us. We obeyed. Amen. Slowly but surely. But thank God this is what the Lord has done. It is marvelous in our sight. Here you are today. Amen. God visited with Joseph. Remember his visit? In a dream. His life was changed. The process, we're not going to go into it. <laughs> now. But his life was transformed after that visit. Started slowly. Seemed like he was going the wrong direction. But when it was over, he was on top. Amen. God also visited with Jacob. And Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go. Except you bless me. When God visits with you, as he's sending his son Jesus to you today, when you welcome him and he, sends, he comes to you in peace, when he leaves, he leaves a blessing. And your life is transformed. Your life will never be the same. You see, that's the problem we have in the church. We just want to be a Christian. We go to church on Sunday. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> when last did God speak to you? I don't, he's never spoken to me. Oh, what's going on? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. When you seek him, you will find him. If you seek him with all of your heart, that's what the Bible says. When you seek him with all of your heart, he'll give you divine visitation. And when he's through, your life will never be the same. God appeared to Solomon, 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 5, in a dream. Remember that? His life was never the same after that divine visitation. Showers of blessing will always follow divine visitation. And remember this. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich. Proverbs 10, verse 22. When God blesses you, you're going to be rich. It may not be overnight. I am so confident of that. And I believe I am blessed. And I said it the other service, and I was saying it deliberately. You watch. Amen? You watch. As long as the Lord lives, he's going to bless me. Because he's, I'm already blessed. So uh, it's like people say here in the negative terms, it's an accident waiting to happen. Have you heard that term? I am a blessing waiting to happen real fast. <laughs> Amen. And every one of you is a blessing waiting to happen. That's what God is speaking to the Ark Fellowship. This is a year of fruitfulness. And God will bless you. There are three ways, and I'm going to stop here today and continue next time. Because this is so important. A lot of Christians are missing this. And they've been going back and forth and don't understand why what they are seeking for has not come to them. Because they don't understand the ways of the Lord. 
Amen? You have to understand. That's why I told you, first of all, there's got to be the shepherd, right? The shepherd has his place. Then there's got to be the covenant. And then there's got to be the holy hill, God's hill, where he blessed the people and everything surrounding is healed. Remember that? Those three things are so important. They're not just there. These are divine secrets for those who want to know the secrets of God. Like Job said, when I was a young man, when he was suffering, he said, in my, in my day when I was a young man, and the secrets of God were with me in my home. The blessings of God flowed. This is the secrets of God in his bosom. We need that. And when God comes to you, he reveals the secret. The secrets of God. God has everything, shrouds everything in mystery. That's just the way. It is the glory of God to conceal a thing. That's true. But then he reveals it to those who really want to know. When you search for it, he'll reveal it. And when he reveals it to you, your life is transformed. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. That's your blessing. And they come to you by divine visitation. Deuteronomy 29 verse 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. Jesus said very clearly, to you it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. To them outside, those who are without, only in parable. You can be in the church and not have the secrets of God in your heart. And you'll never understand who God is. But one visit from God can open your eyes. Three ways that God will visit every man. Say with me, every man. Everyone is a candidate for this. Three ways. The first way is through visions and dreams. Visions and dreams. And the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2 that in the last days God will pour his spirit upon all flesh. The old men will dream dreams and I'm not in that group. And the young men will see visions. Okay, <laughs> But the visions are not for you to talk about. They are visions and dreams so that he can bless you. Giving you his secrets. Amen? That's what he wants to do. And I enjoy sharing this with you because I know that God is going to confirm it. Amen? If you receive, God's going to confirm the word. Okay? So the first way is through visions and dreams. Then the second way is through prophetic encounters. Prophetic encounter meaning God uses a man to bring it to you. Amen? He uses a man to bring that wisdom to you. And you get it. To bring you the word and you get it. And your life is transformed. We're going to expand on all of those. And then the third way is through his word. Amen. Through his word. Those are the three ways God visits with a man. Those are the three ways that you can have divine visitation. So we're not confined to one. Just because I can't have visions and dreams, well, I guess I'm not part of it. He will appear to you in his word. And your life will be transformed. 
So it's so important that we understand this. The prophetic encounter does, in my mind, where the church is missing it a lot. Because they don't understand it. What God does with me is I observe things that's happening in the kingdom and what God is doing with people. And how people things are. It's just more than a little one church. It's, it's much bigger than that. And I observe what God is doing to say, okay, this is the way of the Lord. Now I need to connect. Amen? So that I can be blessed. And that's what I'm going to be sharing with you next Sunday. Amen? But today, I want you to receive the showers of blessing that God is pouring upon your life. It's going to be this year. I'm not interested in just shouting. I just want to see what God's going to do. And he's going to do that for you in your life. Stand up with me this morning. You know, when I used to travel and I had crusades, I prayed for the sick. And uh, when I travel, for the most part, uh, overseas, it's usually a healing service. And people come in the hundreds to receive healing. And we speak to them from the word of God and pray for the sick. But one thing I do share with them before praying for the sick, and I ask them, I know you're sick and you want to get well. But why should God heal you if you're not going to live for him? For him? He heals you and strengthens you so that you can go back out with more power, more strength to offend him. So you need to turn your life over to God so that he can bless you, heal you. In the same way, why should God bless you if you're not living for him? So if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is the time to get to know him. If you have been playing games with God, that's why you don't understand him. You read the Bible, it doesn't make sense to you because you are not totally committed to him. What you need to do today is just simple. Tell God in your heart, please help me to be serious about this matter. Amen. God will hear you. God, I don't understand. But I really want to understand. I want to give my life totally to you. I don't understand why I can't do that. Can you help me? That is a worthy prayer. God will answer it. Before long, you'll find your heart just thinks about God. Because he's answered. That's so beautiful because you know he's answered my prayer. I'm beginning to feel something. Amen? I'm beginning to feel something. So if you don't know him, Pray a prayer to him this morning. Tell God, I want you in my life. Maybe there are things in your life that you think, there is no way I can give up this thing because it's so much part of my life. I know it's bad, but I don't know how to separate myself. I love to do this. You can ask God today and say, God, can you please help me? Put a, a, a hatred for that thing in my heart. That's the beginning. You know he'll hear you. Because man looks at the outward, right? But God is looking at the heart. It's one thing to come out here and cry. But if you talk to him sincerely, where are you standing? Before God and say, God, I really want this. It already said in heaven. Amen? 
and your life will begin to transfer and you will begin to hear his voice. Amen? Close your eyes with me this morning. If you're here this morning and you find yourself struggling with your relationship with God, God wants to heal that relationship. All you need to do is ask him. He says, everyone that asks receives. To him who knocks, the door will be opened. So if you knock and you seek, you will find. Today is that day. Say with me, Father God, I welcome your son Jesus into my life. Thank you, Lord, that my name is now written in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for my sin. Amen. Now, if you are sick in the body, I like to do this because I don't have to feel anything. He's here. I don't have to be led one way or the other. I'm already led. <laughs> because he wants to heal the sick. If you're sick in the body, please come. And let's pray for you so you can be well. I'll go further. If you are diabetic, please come. God can take that of your body. You don't have to be. God will heal you. If you're diabetic, God can heal you and give you wisdom to beat that thing. Amen? There's nothing that is impossible with God. I have no respect for sickness and disease. Jesus whipped sickness and disease. Amen? I know what the doctor said. That's good. But I also know the one who hung on the tree. He is bigger than cancer. He is bigger than diabetes. He is bigger than waist pain. He is bigger than any disease. I believe God's word. Amen? And all we have to do is anoint you. Please believe God with me. Because it can be there one minute and it's no longer there. That's the way God does his miracle. But never get discouraged because we are in his presence and he wants to heal. Amen? We're going to anoint you with oil according to the scriptures. Do I believe that God will heal you? Yes, I believe with everything that's inside of me. I've seen it. I'm not just talking it. I've seen God open the eyes of the blind. Heal a heart condition in a second. No big deal. All we have to do is obey him. Amen? So we pray for the sick. 